Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hey everyone, Ernie Bray here with another episode of Focus on Claims. And today we're going to focus on the world of fraud. Now this is an area that I have have a lot of interest in because in the claims industry, that's something that is really important because there's a lot, there's a big large percentage of uh, claims out there that do have some instance in fraud. And Fraud protection and prevention is really key. And when I find companies out there that are really trying to make a name uh, for themselves that are trying to help in this area, I want to know more about it. And I came across a company called Attestive. And today I got the uh, CEO, Nikos Vekaridis, on today to talk about his company. Hey, welcome, Nikos. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me today, Ernie. Hey, you know what? I When I heard about you guys, I was seeing what you were doing. I'm very interested in finding out more about what you guys do. But before we jump in, hey, oh, tell me a little bit about you. I saw your LinkedIn profile. I have seen a lot about you. Tell me your story. How'd you get into all this? And, and what's your background? Well, my background is uh, MIT and Carnegie Mellon, largely technology. Of course, I'm, I'm a recovering technologist. So I've become an entrepreneur since and, and a serial entrepreneur for that matter. So I've, I've started a couple of companies uh, along with my co-founder here, uh, largely in the uh, enterprise IT space, uh, one which we sold to Hewlett Packard and the other which we sold to EMC. Uh, and as we kind of continue this, this, this journey uh, in particular, well, one thing we noticed is a problem of the garbage in, garbage out problem, particularly when you're storing and protecting data. Yeah. Uh, and this time around for, for this company, we, we decided to uh, look at solving that issue, particularly at a time uh, when there's, uh, we're surrounded by a, a lot of things that are fake, whether it's fake news, fake yeah. uh, photos, fake videos. Uh, uh, we decided we can provide a really valuable service by helping provide authenticity. So let me ask you this. So you, you, you're in Boston, right? And so you went to MIT, is that right? That's correct. So, uh, and would you, these other companies you started in the past, were you all based out of there the whole time in that area? We were, yeah, we were based in the Boston area. Uh, th- th- there was one that uh, uh, moved into the Northeast, so it uh-huh. was in, in New Jersey. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, yeah, I've, I've been here largely all my life, but we do have a small office in, in San Diego, so I, I don't want to leave. Yes, it San Diego, it's nice and warm here. It, you know, at least it's not, is it snowing? Is that snow back there? Are you snowing today? What's going on? Yeah, it's unbelievable. So here we are at the end of April and it's snowing in Boston. Well, at least your San Diego people out here are enjoying a nice day. You know, we got like 75, 80 degrees. And yeah, I've been I've been to Boston a few times. There's how was is it, what's the tech scene like there? Because I know is it like a is it a growing area of a lot of tech companies? There's always been a lot of tech companies and a lot of venture capitalists. So uh, it's 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 a great place for entrepreneurs to start a company and it's a great place to build uh, teams. That's awesome. When, with that in mind, when you, what are some of the ideas that, that you think that uh, areas that this could be utilized in your company is targeting? What's the focus target kind of market for your, your business? Well, at a high level, it's really any business or organization that consumes digital media, photos, videos, even documents in order to make decisions. Uh, one of our co-founders, Mark Morley, happened to have an insurance background. Uh, and, and we started talking to insurance very early on. And as you know, insurance uh, tends to see a lot of fraud. And uh, we thought we could make a big difference. Uh, and, and things started to resonate there. And that's how we started in insurance. Over time, we're also seeing a lot of interest in healthcare, public safety, 
yeah. uh, government uh, and, and other similar industries. Okay. So yeah, me being on the insurance side, yeah, I know there's a whole, a whole, op- a whole lot of opportunity there because um, you know, there's always been, there's been studies out there and I don't have the exact percentage right now, but there's always some percentage of claims that have some embellishment going on. And whether it's not just in the auto side, whether it's, you know, the repair part or the, the reporting of the claim, even on some of the documents, there could be, be things that are going on that are, are suspicious. So I think there's, there's a lot of money being lost. And this is an area that has opportunity for a solution such as yours. Now, like I said, we chatted, you know, before that I think there's a lot of opportunity on the auto claim side, and there's maybe there's potentially in homeowners, there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, what are some of the ways that you've seen clients that, that maybe have been testing the system or that there's opportunities? What areas are people currently like testing it out? Well, there, there's various uh, areas in insurance. Uh, so underwriting, uh, we see a lot of uh, personal property uh, underwriting, uh, where where it's sort of, sort of an area that's uh, ripe for modernization, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, in when you insure a Rolex watch or or whether it be well, uh, e- even your smartphone, right? These, these well, yeah, the screens tend to crack all the time, right? So people could be filing. So you're saying that like in an underwriting situation, somebody could maybe try to take a picture of a picture or they, they would try to take a picture of somebody else's watch someplace. Is that what happens or things yeah, like that? Absolutely. So if, if the diamond ring picture happens to be located at Tiffany's, uh, do you really know that this person owns the ring? Maybe if it's in somebody's house, now you have a little bit more confidence that this is legit. So, so theoretically, if somebody was trying to insure a piece of property, they're just taking a picture and they're sending it to an insurance company in, in a normal way that's how they're getting insured in some of these policies. So there's no way to really verify many cases. Yeah. Many cases, just a receipt, uh, or, 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 you know, essentially, uh, a piece of paper, uh, wow. Essentially, <laughs> you know, so that that's ripe for fraud. When you think about it, if there's no real true verification, then there, that's a real, uh, a hole that needs to be covered. Yeah, and, and that's where we're going. And, and what, we, what we can do by introducing photos is we also make it a much more convenient user experience. So now you can do everything with your smartphone. You just take a few photos. You can take a photo of a receipt or an appraisal, submit it within seconds, you're done. But at the same time, it's convenient, but it's also reducing fraud on the other side. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, that when, when we had spoken before, I was very interested in because like I told you, I think anything that can add a layer of protection of fraud prevention out there is really important to the carriers. And I see it as in a way could be used as a, a fraud prevention tool because if you're layering uh, the verification of photographs over, I mean, different areas. I mean, so I'm thinking about claims. You're talking about underwriting. Uh, what are some area, other areas? Is it just photos of actual objects or could be documents or how do you like, what are some of the things that you could do with it? Well, well, there's the area of inspection. So we also work on commercial inspections uh, and and this can happen without the need of a physical inspector. So in a time like this with COVID-19, maybe you don't want a physical inspector on the premises uh, and it's much more convenient to be able to do this self-service. So uh, we allow uh, insureds to do this on their, uh, using their mobile device uh, and simply walk through and, and, and be able to uh, inspect their premises. So, so it creates a lot of convenience. So that's one way, but we also see, yeah, for documents, so, so things such as uh, workers' comp or life insurance, sometimes the documents uh, are forged and that's part of the fraud. So we can also help protect documents as well. 
Oh, wow. So it's not just the photos of an actual object per se. It could be actually documents. Is, that, that really actually adds a whole layer of, of different things to think about then. So um, really, when you think about it, what's what's the what's the secret sauce? What's the magic behind this? I mean, how, like how to explain it to a, an average listener. Let's say somebody that's not um, tech savvy to the point where they know all this. How would you explain how this works behind the scenes or how, how do you make this happen? Well, well, the technology works two ways. One, one is uh, at the point of capture. Mm-hmm. So when you take the photo, okay. if our APIs or our apps are used, then essentially we fingerprint that photo, uh, which is a digital cipher that's stored on a blockchain. Now, that, that's a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, but what it means is we put that fingerprint somewhere where it's immutable. Uh, and, and it can't change. And from that point on, we can determine if this photo or video or document has changed. So that's sort of the prevention methodology. But we also have detection, which uses AI. So we have an AI analysis that runs in the cloud and looks at these uh, images and determines if they've been altered uh, in, in any way. And, and we look across, uh, we actually score these images across uh, a bunch of different categories. So the, the magic is that we, all ma- we make this all run in real time, it's very fast, less than a second per image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you see the results, essentially, when you, when you look at a photo, you have all of this analysis that goes with it in real time. Yeah, you know, that, that's what I found very interesting when I was uh, uh, giving it a little test run. Um, we played around with it, tried to use some, um, some tools to, to, to alter it, and it was catching these things. And I think, what are some of the, I mean, like, I know you try, you can try Photoshop, you can try different things. It'll catch uh, alterations and, and people can try to, you know, to, to do things, to alter documents that way. Um, what, I mean, when, when I saw that, I was very impressed with it, but what are some of the indicators? Like, what are some things it can catch that, uh, that maybe people might not be, that might be surprised about? Well, well, sometimes it's uh, the metadata. You could have a valid picture, but wrong time or wrong place. Mm-hmm. And that, that's usually a recipe for fraud. Yeah. Uh, the obvious one is the media editing, which is the photoshops, which yep. are really child's play these days, right? Anybody yeah. can get their hands uh, on oh, yeah. one of these media editing tools. Uh, you mentioned uh, sort of the recapture, taking photos of photos, photos of screens, yep. uh, uh, even reuse. Uh, uh, some of the carriers uh, tell us stories about how people download photos that look like their vehicles. It's, it's yeah. amazing what people try to do. I've heard that too. Finally, yeah. Uh, finally inventory of what's inside the photos right if you're looking to insure a rolex watch uh, hopefully there's a rolex watch in the photo right i mean there's so many different uses of that when i think about that it's just like i was really impressed with the the color code ratings you have built in and and, and sort of like a i don't know how would you describe it sort of a green to red sort of heat a little bar that kind of gives you an alert and i think that's it's really exciting because then you can kind of bring your eyes or whoever it is to ones that look suspicious. Now, not everything is, is necessarily fraud, but if it brings an extra pair of eyes to something, it gives somebody a way to, to question it. Um, so let me ask you this. So if you're trying to do this, you said there's a capture mechanism through the app, but you also have the ability to take photographs that may not be captured through your app and still do an analysis. Is that right? That's exactly right. Because ultimately, Photos may come from multiple sources. And okay. uh, even in the case of a car accident, somebody might pull out their phone and th- their first instinct is to just use the camera on their phone to take photos. And if you right. submit those to an insurance carrier, what are they going to tell you? 
well, that's great, but go back and, and do the app. That would be a customer satisfaction issue. So, so we've built this to handle all of these. Granted, we can have a much higher confidence if we are the ones fingerprinting the photo at the point of capture, but we work with all sorts of media and that's how we built our system. Can you find, are, are there ways to detect that this photo is out anywhere else um, in the wild out there? I mean, is there a way, like if, you, if you, this is being used multiple places, are you able to try to detect that as well? We, we we can detect if it's uh, we, we can detect if it's been downloaded from 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 the internet. So if it's okay. used elsewhere, each fingerprint is unique. So if the same fingerprint shows up uh, and it happens to be in our database, we can detect that it's been reused as well. Okay, that's good. That's a good point because then if you saw it and if a company was running that database, they'd know that hey, this is used multiple times. So here's the question I have. Uh, you know, yeah, if you use the app, let's say you're a company that has a, a multitude of photographs, and let's say I got you know, uh, you know, 5,000 photographs of, of different claims. I want to run them through to see if anything pops out. Could somebody do that? Are there ways to work with your company to, you know, customize a solution of any sort? Absolutely. So, so everything we do uh, is, is accessed through APIs, but we also have a, a web interface. So you, okay. can, you, you can make it as simple as dragging and dropping. And I know that could be a little cumbersome if you're talking about 5,000 photos, okay. but we have an interface that you can just drag and drop. Uh, we have interfaces through APIs where you can just uh, batch uh, load in photos and, and, and start doing the analysis. All of the analysis happens fast and in parallel. Okay. Uh, so, so we do customize our solutions and our APIs go everywhere. And that's typically how we're consumed uh, is via the APIs. So, so okay. when we talk to carriers and, and such, they, they don't want new apps. Uh, they just want to be able to add this functionality. So it's, it's sort of a, uh, think of it as your spam filter or your firewall for, for digital media. Actually, that's a good, I think that's a good, that's a good way to say it too. I mean, really, when you think about it, you're right. Um, because I think a lot of carriers for, somebody that wants to bring in something new a lot of carriers have a slow um ability to adopt new technologies i mean a lot of times and in a lot of the conferences i speak at everybody's talking about moving forward touchless claims and driving ahead uh but that's what we hope to happen but many times the the talk versus the execution is a different story and I think anything that can make the process simpler for a carrier so they don't have to put a lot of IT resources in it can, can help these things come to fruition. That takes me down to another question I have. It's been in, in the technology space like this. Uh, what are some of the challenges you see when you're trying to get into maybe an insurance carrier or a, a client or customer? What are some of the challenges that you have to try to overcome that you guys run into? Well, there's a few of them. One is getting there in the first place. And mm -hmm. uh, one of our investors is Plug and Play Ventures, which uh, really kind of helps us uh, take a stage in front of all of uh, a huge ecosystem of carriers, which has been uh, super helpful. Uh, I think uh, the other thing is making sure our product is, is differentiated very well. And by making our product so fast, easy to use, uh, and also the fact that we can accept photos from any source uh, uh, kind of opens up a lot of new use cases for us. But by far the, the biggest challenge uh, is oftentimes just educating the customer on uh, why you need to do this and what the long-term risk if, if you don't take any action uh, against potentially manipulated media is. Uh, and to go along with that is once you get past that stage, 
which I think you alluded to is, yeah. is how long will it take for this integration effort? And while we can do customizations, we can give you web apps, we can give you APIs, yeah. uh, it still becomes a little bit of a roadmap exercise. So sometimes the best thing to do is to integrate into systems that these carriers already use. Uh, like like claim systems. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't happen to know any of those, would you? <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people, they want the proof of concept first. They want that POC. They want to be able to say, hey, how's it going to work in my specific business? And I think that's what a lot of times as tech companies, you have to spend time doing uh, to get them to get that buy-in. Don't you think sometimes it's a lot? that's one of the biggest it, ways? It is a process. I, I think insurance carriers tend to be... Uh, uh, tend to be very risk averse in, in, in adopting new technology. Yeah. So, so getting them comfortable uh, using a POC. So we, again, we built our system so that it has all of, all of these different ways that you can use it and consume it, whether it's even starting by drag and drop on day yeah. one. And, and I think that's, and that's good. It gives them a way to kind of play around with it and say, how can they build it into their workflow? And then that, that's what's, what's really good about that. So, you know, going talking about all this, <laughs> it's, it's funny because you know in this business you're always trying to you're trying to market you're trying to pitch you're trying to get people to see the value of this this is going sort of in an entrepreneurial way now if you you know you've been at this for a while different companies and this is for entrepreneurs listening out here right now if you if, what would what do you think if you knew what you knew now back then what are some of the things that would have made the difference or that you know now you've learned so much over these years when you're trying to bring a technology company to the forefront and get out there? What are some of the tips that you wish you had known back then that you know now that you could give advice to people that are trying to build their company in any space, really? Well, well, for tech founders, I, I, I always say, uh, uh, always build the technology around your business, uh, not a business around your technology, because uh, it, 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 it's sort of very subtle, but on the other hand, uh, you can get very caught up in the technology instead of uh, driving a business, which is what we're all here for. Uh, listening to your customers is another big thing uh, from day one. Uh, anything that you do internally, uh, you know, you can convince yourself of anything, but until you go out there and play that back to prospects, yeah. uh, you don't really know how it's perceived. Uh, and finally, the other thing is always expect to, to have to adapt, yeah. right? The markets change. Uh, needs change, the world changes, uh, you know, the state of the world can change. And yeah, I know. Who would launch a product in the middle of a pandemic, right? Uh, uh, so here we are. Yeah, you know, and, and I've seen articles that some of the biggest companies ever were launched in even down economic times, you know, you just got to be ready. And I think, you know, and I, I had another question I was going to ask you about, it's like, just, just general tips for entrepreneurs out there. Uh, I mean, I always tell people, you got to remember, hey, it's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of work involved, but what would you say? I think one thing is the importance of the teams you build around you. What, what, what has been your experience in the back, you know, in the, in the past or even now of like how you build your team? Like how do you build a team that's cohesive to help have that vision that you guys have as a company? How have you been doing that? Well, well teams are super important. Uh, you, you, you have to really have the, you, you, you really have to be able to think similarly and, and be able to adapt quickly. Yeah. Uh, you kind of have to be, you kind of have to find a type of person with a certain amount of resilience, right? Who, yeah, because, exactly. Because again, like I said earlier, things always change and, and, and you may have to take a few twists and turns. Uh, and that's also true from a personal level is always have that resilience and foundation because you never know what you're going to run into over the course of, 
of a startup and and then even even the third time around you're always learning new things and i agree yeah yeah you you never want to close yourself off to that you know keeping an open mind is such an important thing yeah i mean learning i always tell people you're always learning you never know it i don't care how many businesses you started whatever there's always something you learn and 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 surround yourself with great people too that can compliment you is really is really important i think in, in building a successful company so you know what are some things, anything going on at Tested right now you'd like to talk about? Any new things you're launching? Um, yeah, let, let our listeners know about what you have going on right now, if anything. Well, we're always working on new stuff. Uh, we, we are working on some exciting opportunities, uh, actually in healthcare and telehealth. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of things are moving to telehealth, and now uh, photos and videos are flying around from these, from these visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's someplace that uh, we can add a lot of value. Uh, we're constantly improving our products. Uh, we're going to have some even more deep analysis tools that will uh, okay. give you heat maps of where uh, photos and images may have changed. Uh, and of course, we're always keeping our eye on the uh, on this uh, whole problem of deep fakes, which can be a little frightening at times, uh, and looking at ways that we can help there. Yeah, I've actually seen some videos that are kind of getting to the point where it's going to get, I mean, you could tell they're still faked, but still it gets to the point where if you don't know the origin or really what it is, it can be pretty scary where the way this technology is headed. But, well, hey, you know, it's been great having you on, Nikos. I appreciate uh, you coming on, giving our listeners a little bit about and hearing about the company. Um, if you could let our listeners know if uh, how they could get a hold of you, how they can get a demo, how they can get a touch, let us know how they uh, can uh, talk to you. Well, you can always visit our website at attestive.com. That's attestive without an E. Actually, if you put an E, we'll still take you to the same place. So we've, we've kind of figured that one out. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or you can email us at info at attestive.com. But from the website, you can set up a demo, read more about us. Uh, we're happy to hear from anyone who's uh, interested in learning more. Awesome. Well, it was great having you on and I wish you the best of luck. I think you got something, uh, you're onto something here. Great. Thanks, Ernie. This has been Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, President and CEO of ACD.